Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Steve Agee and another episode of Uh, this time with my guest Adam Goldberg, who uh, I befriended last year uh, in large parts to uh, an app called Vine, which neither of us really uses anymore. (laughs) But whatever, it brought two very neurotic people together and for that I'm grateful. Um, uh, About uh, two weeks ago, Adam and I started emailing and uh we both discovered that we both share uh vertigo in common we we have we have that in common and it's really weird cuz i don't know a lot of other people that suffer from it and uh as soon as i found that out we were both like we really got to get together and talk about this so this episode is two very neurotic people talking about vertigo anxiety something that affects me every day and Adam as well. So the, this episode is more for, <laughs> for me and Adam, but I think it's very interesting. It's one of my favorite episodes too, by the way, uh, but hang in there. We do talk a little bit about saving private Ryan <laughs> and days and confused. Um, but, uh, I want to thank Adam for doing this and I had a lot of fun. So sit back and listen to two very neurotic people talk about, uh, some issues that are very important to themselves. Um, it's one of my favorites. Like I said, uh, I hope you enjoy it and thanks for listening. So every, every anyone listening, this is, uh, I've got Adam Goldberg here with me. Thanks for doing this. Oh, my, my pleasure. <laughs> I'm at your house. We're not in the studio. Um, and this really started because uh, I'll give the backstory. A couple days ago, we were emailing, and I had no idea uh, this about you, that you suffer from the <laughs> suffer for lack of a better word. Yeah. It is suffering. Oh, the, no, it is the, suffering. The same afflictions that I do. Yeah. A, a variety of of um, un, un, uncannily similar maladies. Would you would you say the major problem is anxiety or vertigo? Or well, that's, anxiety it's a, it's a, related. It's a chicken or the egg situation. You know, look, <clears throat> I've had I had a, I've had a, a, a anxiety in a variety or or another manifesting itself with a, a different um, sort of acute symptoms. Uh, since I was about 13. You could probably trace it back to 13, nine. Shit. Nine is when I started getting headaches, right? Ugh. So I, w- I always think of myself as a person who's a, like a very – like a somatic person who manifests – whether or not yeah. it's a manifestation of anxiety or anxiety has been born from those uh, somatic symptoms – I mean, you'd have to talk to any number of the shrinks I've seen over the years, to, to, <laughs> at, at, or, or not, because clearly yeah. that was effective. But um, 
No, but I, I, um, it's such a stew. Yeah. There's no way at this point for me to really be able to clearly delineate. I remember the, the moment. The, I mean, I can pinpoint the moment it started for me. I'm pretty much too. When was yours? I was uh, 17 or 18. I was in. I got sent to military school. Oh, Jesus. I got kicked out of two high schools. I got sent to military school. Where'd you go to high school? High school or military school? High school. Uh, in Riverside, California. Went to La Sierra Academy and Loma Linda Academy. Oh, yeah. They have a good... <laughs> it's chess team. <laughs> shit, I'm knocking shit over. Are we still recording? I think we're still recording. Yeah, we are. Um, is that cheese that. okay? Cheese is gone. I ate that you shit ate, in a ate. second. I made Steve a cheese plate. Um, cause I drank a lot of coffee and I came over here without eating. It's a real problem for me. I will not eat. I will not eat. I know. I have the same problem. I'll wake up and immediately start writing or doing shit and just chug coffee. Yeah. And then at four o'clock, I'm like, I start sweating and my hands are shaking. No, I'm, I know. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Right. Almost every day. That's right. No, I, 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 I sleep late. I think that has a big part. Uh, is a big part of it. Actually, that's not that's bullshit. Because when I work and I get up really early, I'm actually more starving and more freaked out and more shaky. Yeah. So, but but sometimes I think, well, I've slept through breakfast, but that's it doesn't really work because I've been up late. Um, so it's sort of balanced. Although not necessarily because if I eat dinner at the same time other people eat dinner, but I go to bed at four in the morning and I sleep till noon, and most people eat dinner at eight, and then they get up at seven and then eat. They're actually eating. Uh, the, the, the intervals in which they're not eating are actually much smaller than mine. So yeah. Maybe that is an issue. But anyway, like I'll, I'll wake up and I'll basically have like a kind of a fo- like I'll have a little bit of cereal. And like an hour later or whatever, I'll have something lunch like. Yeah. <laughs> but then not eat till dinner. But right now we're doing the right thing, which is like it's four o'clock, have a snack. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yes. But I was feeling faint and you were feeling faint. And so we, we made each other. Well, I we're made identical. Cheese. It's crazy yeah. to me. <laughs> What's so tell me? So you were seventeen. Oh yeah, so I got school. sent to military school. That's a whole other story. Well, that's just fucking crazy. I went to the school where they filmed Taps. Jesus Christ! How the like hell? the year after, like a year or two how after? You, I don't. I, I would literally. Well, yeah. I mean, if that had anything to do with starting your anxiety, inducing your anxiety, that wasn't even it. I, like I was there for a year before I even had. I remember the, I'm, the moment it happened. I was in the hallway. Of, of my dorm and two of my friends were wrestling, just goofing around and they wrestling or wrestling. That was a sublimation. Or something <laughs> no, else. just boys being idiots. All right. And they fell over and one of the guys hit his head on the corner of a cinder block wall, oh. split it oh. wide fucking open. I can still picture it. Like it happened this morning. Anxious. <laughs> and just, I, I can still see like that the you know the military colors of like lime green walls and mm-hmm. and and dark green floors and just blood everywhere. Jesus. And I was like, "Oh my god." And then a couple hours later I was at dinner in the in the mess hall and out of nowhere I just couldn't couldn't swallow anymore. I couldn't Jesus, swallow. Jesus, it was that couldn't swallow my food. Like wow. it, it was that kind of anxiety, which I had never experienced before. And then for years. So, you know, what? so, so basically it was because you saw some action, basically. It was my PTSD. <laughs> it's your PTSD but kicking in like fucking pronto. No, but I think what it was, was that was a moment as a teenager where I'm like, oh, we could die at any fucking That's right. time. That's right. 
It was, you know, being aware of my own mortality at a young age. <laughs> Mine is much... Uh... I don't want to offend anybody, so um, it's just a good word. Uh, <laughs> offend? I don't. I I I don't want to offend anybody. Um, mine's a much pussier version of it. Um, pussier? What's that? Mine's a much more pussy-ish Pussy. version. Oh yeah, pussy-ish. yeah, pussy-ish. 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 The the or, or origin of my anxiety. Um, <clears throat> I was uh. At home one night when I was thirteen, no, I was twelve. I was about I was about to turn thirteen. So to me, it was always about having to like turning thirteen. Yeah, it was the week before I was going to turn thirteen. I had braces. Did I have braces? I was thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and I that night a rubber band that uh, this one night my mother was out. Yeah. <laughs> she was off and out. Um, I was home alone. Um, and. Uh, you know those rubber bands that they they. I had those. Right. Yeah. So it was like missing, but I thought maybe I swallowed it, one of them, and so I began to panic that I had swallowed this rubber band and that it was gonna fucking you know kill me. But it's funny. I I always forget that part of the equation. The, uh, that part of the story. I always think about the next day when I actually got an, an anxiety attack. But 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 then I remember like oh right there was this kind of little trigger the night before. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so cut to the next day. I'm in Moin Khan's math class. Um, he's a teacher. Moin Khan. This is Moin Khan. <laughs> Today we're going to do algebra. Um, and um, so I'm sitting there and suddenly a surge of of uh, nausea just completely mm-hmm. consumes me. Mm-hmm. It's at the base of my throat. Yep. I mean, I'm going to vomit in math class. You yep. know? It's all I can do to get through the class. I don't storm out. I don't, you know. Yep. I get... Through the class, I go straight. <laughs> I go straight to the dean dean's office. Was what was, was she was the middle school dean? Yeah, <laughs> Tanya is that her name? This is making me anxious. And so, and I'm go. I'm going to throw up. 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 She's like, "Well, don't do it in my office. <laughs> Get out. Go into the bathroom." Yeah, because you know she's just a sick kid here. Yeah. So I'm in the just tiny. We had these tiny. I went to the school. Oakwood, and it was like, now they've kind of since added buildings and remodeled it, but it was really just this oh. 70s, you know, like, when I went there, it was, you know, Brett Easton Ellis refers to it as Cokewood in, in, in his book, Less Than Zero. So it was, oh, it was no longer this kind of hippie-ish, you know, it was like a lot, of, a lot of famous kids. Is that from Less Than Zero? Yeah, in the book, Less Than Zero, he refers to Oakwood as Cokewood. Because in the <laughs> 80s, when I was there, apparently a lot of people were doing coke. I was yeah. doing a lot of jazz with the windows rolled up and, and, pa- and panicking. <laughs> But but apparently there was a lot of like it yeah. was you know but but it was like this real seventies you know it was like this it was this real crappy little shitty bathroom you know and um and I'm just going in circles in this little dark you know dank little bathroom and like I'm not vomiting I'm not vomiting <clears throat> and I go back in her office like I'm not throwing up I don't know what's going on so my mother comes Ugh, picks dude. me up takes me home and she says you know you're not sick and I said what are you talking about I'm like something is really wrong yeah. with me like I have a horrible flu she's like you're not sick and my mother wasn't a therapist at the time she would go on to become a psychologist wow. but she I don't know had she begun to study no she 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 went back to school a couple of years later and and eventually became a a, a PhD a, got her you know a psychologist but so she knew she knew something was up you know yeah. and um and I was like, I just don't understand it, but the feelings are so real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and the next day I could barely go to school. And then for that period of 
let's see, when was that? Um, it was like, okay, so oh, so then I turned 13 a week later. I'm having this huge birthday party. Ugh. I invited everybody to this place called the Radeon, which was like this punk rock milkshake shop. Um, <laughs> like the fucking dude, the, the, the hip, the cool dude who was like the main, like the, the main waiter guy there. The punk uh, rock. It was like this, yeah, there was like, I had like a, like a little dance what room. What was it called? Ray, it was called. Is it called? I think. Do it was, they still have it? No. It was like it was like early '80s. It was like a '50s burger joint, but it was punk. Yeah. So everybody there was punk, but yeah. you know, but like you know, friendly Valley Girl era, early '80s. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not like San Pedro, like they're gonna fucking stomp your head in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like. But like some kind of weird cross between like cafe fifties, but like a punk play. Was it called Radeon or was that something else? No, I think it was. And um, oh, it's giving me such anxiety. So, so it's like I'm there, you know. I got my fucking shirt with my sleeves cut off, you know. I got my hair is totally spiked. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I got my Converse on. I got yeah. my cake, which was, was shaped like a Converse. You got your Converse on right now. I'm wearing them, yeah. Um. And there are pictures of me at this birthday party where I – people at home won't be able to see this where I'm like this. <laughs> he's, he's just <laughs> staring dead-faced into the and middle everyone, distance. And everyone's dancing around me. Ugh, dude. So this would go on through – and so I, then I couldn't go into elevators. Then I couldn't see plays. Now, mind you, I was – all the while, somehow I was leading another life where I was like doing plays. Like, yeah. So this is all very confusing no, to I me. No, I get it. I'm I was acting way. on stage and doing plays in high school. But we would go to New York like – my mom, my dad, and I, which is weird because they had divorced several years earlier. So that's another story. Yeah. But we would be in New York and we'd be in a play and I and I go, I have to leave. Yep. I have to leave. So we have to walk out of a fucking Broadway play, right? Which just adds to the anxiety. Of course. Of course. Uh, elevators were horrible. Then I remember I went to see The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the uh, Spiders from Mars, the documentary film. Quiet. Yeah. Sheriff. Sheriff. Adam has 12 dogs. Sheriff. Yeah, I'm. We're actually recording at Alicia Silverstone's house. Um, <laughs> so I um, um, see that movie. I was obsessed. You running out of out of uh, digital tape? Nope. Um, seeing the so I was obsessed. I was a huge David Bowie fanatic. Yeah. Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. You know the concert film comes out. Come you know the 1973 concert film, but they released it in the theaters in yeah. like '84 or whatever, or end of '83. And I go with my best friend at the time and um, fucking have to walk out, walk out of that. I walked out of that fucking movie, you know, and I was oh, like, well, and, and, and then it would and then it would and then it and then it would just rear it would. There, and over the years, there's been a variety of iterations. So that, then I, you know, I, when I was 15, I was diagnosed with IBS. Um, and uh, <laughs> and then. And then I kind of like, you know, kind of got through high school and then I went to fucking college, went to, or if you want to call it that, Sarah Lawrence, um, <laughs> for a year. And I had, I guess, I don't know, strictly speaking, I mean, you think nervous breakdown, I mean, that's an outmoded term. One also thinks of being committed after having a nervous breakdown. But no, I got, I, I've been there. I mean, I was on the bathroom floor in the middle of the night, Ugh. huddled on the floor on the telephone, like with my, I don't, am, I, am I really going to, my mother, you know. Yeah. Not sleeping, hallucinating. Yeah. I mean, just fucking. It's terrifying. Yeah. And, uh, you know, came home, was doing much, much better. And then over the years, like I said, it's it's just, it's. That's amazing you got diagnosed so at an early age. I, I kept it a secret for. 
Oh, and horrible OCD. Did you ever have? Yes. Horrible. Since I was, since my parents got divorced, which I think was a pretty clear trigger. I never had it bad, but there, I remember I I moved to Oregon when I was like 27 for a year with my girlfriend, just to for a change of pace. For no reason, we just yeah. went to Oregon. Um, I think also because I was hiding. For, I was dating this girl who we immediately latched on to each other as mm-hmm. rebounds. She was dating a guy who died. Ooh. Like they didn't never broke up. And I had a girl break up with me and it mm-hmm. was bad and mm-hmm. I was miserable. And we immediately latched yeah. on. And I think just the memories of living in L.A. were so much that we just moved to Oregon. And um, it's funny. I had a I mean, it's not. But we took a my my kind of one of my first girlfriends when I was 21. Yeah. And, and I. um took a trip to Portland and to Seattle to yeah. see her family uh, who, who were in uh, some, some of whom were in Seattle. Yeah. And we got into this gigantic fight I remember in Seattle. And we had to take the train on the way where we took the train on the way back cuz the deal was I'll fly one way one way one way but I won't fly back. Yep. Like, that was the deal like I yep. had to take the train cuz I had a terrible fear of flying. And um, still uh, Oh, it's as bad as it ever yeah. was. Yeah, worse maybe. Yeah. Um and so uh, taking the train on the way back after this horrible fight in Seattle, I said, let's get off in Portland because I really like had this great – I felt really connected to that place yep. for some reason. I just really felt yep. like I was supposed to be there. Also, I was like – I think I – you know, Drexler Cowboy I think had come out like about yep. like, a year before or whatever. Yep. And I was like, I want to be there. Romanticizing I want to be there. Yeah, yeah I want to be a junkie in Portland. Yeah. And um, so I got off the train there. And I was like, and I go, I'm going to write a fucking book. We're going to just stay here. I go, we don't have any reason to be back here. Dude, We're both out of work. I know. We don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like, you know, we, we don't like what, so what's the, so I can't go back to the bookstore for another week or, you know, whatever it is. So like, so we, so I was like, we're going to get off and this is going to be it. Yeah. You know, it was nothing. We just yeah. stayed in Portland. I took some photographs and my book <laughs> consisted of a page, I think, and a half. Yes. Um, but um, anyway, that was during Waco. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, we we went to Oregon. It was fine. I, lo- I we were in Ashland, Oregon, home of the Shakespeare Festival, mm-hmm. and came back. And as soon as I got back to L.A., we broke up because I think we were both like, "Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm still mental over this <laughs> right. person." And then I developed like really bad OCD just out of nowhere. I I never was much of an OCD person, but like mm-hmm. I couldn't stop washing my hands, mm. which was really weird to me. Like I yeah. would wash my hands like every. 20 minutes yeah i mean i'll say of all of the things that that have have afflicted me or whatever <clears throat> that's actually the thing that kind of dissipated well at all i was gonna say the earliest but, yeah but but um i mean I, when i was like a little kid it was bad it was like couldn't leave a room until a certain series of thoughts had i had i had thought a certain series of thoughts in a certain order yeah. exactly the right way without yeah. interruption could not leave you know um had to tap things a certain amount of times. It was always in fours. It had to be in multiples of four. Ugh, um, and um, and now it's it's. I mean, the way I look at it is is like, yeah, great. So it's better now, and it's been usurped by much more intense. That's it. That's my thing. Is I'm like, I can deal with OCD. It, it doesn't yeah. make me dizzy. It doesn't make me scared. It's just an annoyance. Yeah, the dizziness thing. So I mean, that's the thing that you and I share. That is like kind of common if you if if you read about anxiety but it's not it's not i mean when you read about anxiety you read about heart racing and that yeah. kind of thing but well, you suffer from headaches i suffer from headaches there's one school of thought that says you know there's something called migraine associated vertigo mhm but 
again, it becomes very tricky because, you know, you go on the forums or whatever, and a lot of these people have horrible anxiety. Now, do they have the horrible anxiety because they have migraine-associated vertigo? Because vertigo obviously is going to make you anxious. Yep. Because, you know, you go into fight or flight, or is a fight or flight yep. a trigger from something else, and the fight or flight is causing you to be dizzy? Yeah. Who fucking knows? I don't... I, I don't get the really... I, yeah, oh, God. I could talk about this for fucking two days. I I know we should I mean maybe you need a sub a subcast. Do you know what I mean? We should Which do is, a podcast just, about just do a health you know what I mean? We I should started, do, yeah. We should do a daily update. We get together and we'll do a put out a video blog, a five minute video yeah. blog. How do you feel today, yeah, I Adam? A, absolutely right. Um, you know, because have have you ever kept health health journals? Yeah. yeah. Dude <laughs> I I, I've talked about this before with people, but I used to write. I don't do it so much. I do it every now and then if I'm really scared, but I only do it at night. I write these things that I call death notes. <laughs> when I think that I'm really fucking losing it and going to die, I'll go on my computer, open up a Word document, and I'll write just a really long series of notes to uh-huh. my family and my friends wow. saying, just so you know, I'm having a really bad headache right now in case I'm having a stroke wow. and I die. Just know that that's why. And I just wanted to say, I love you. Thank like to everybody. And I do it. I think my, my shrink was saying, Oh, you, you're doing this to take your mind off of the headache and without realizing it, whatever I'm doing it. Cause I think I'm fucking dying. And then I leave it open on my computer so that they can find it if I die. And then I always wake up the next day, go and read it. And I'm like, horrified with what i've written i'm right. like jesus christ this is so fucking dark right and then i delete them i should have been saving them but i always delete them wow yeah you should it's fucking horrible that would shit. make a great book like it's you know it's thanking my parents for everything and like telling so it's them kind about, of like an academy award speech kind of but then it's also peppered with like the <laughs> darkest thoughts of right. like like oh, i've man. been fucking miserable for 20 years oh. and this is Wow. It can't stop, and it's see. I have I keep a daily journal, right? But you yeah. can't read it. It's in Sanskrit, not 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 by design. Like although I realize now it's kind of helpful if anyone ever wanted to sort of read yeah. my journals, they couldn't. Yep, because I can't. But I've yep. right. But it's because I've been writing for so many years that it's it's just tedious. You know this. It's a that's actually it. That's actually a gigantic OCD holdover. Yeah, I, that I have to write the day in there, and it's literally it's lines, it scribbles. You can't make anything out. I mean, I happen to have horrible handwriting to boot, but yeah, me too. But um, but it's just diarrhea. It's just get it out That's so good, I can though. go to sleep, which <laughs> doesn't it doesn't work. I mean, did you do it before you go to bed? Yeah, I do it before I go to bed. Now, some a friend of mine who used to do the same thing suggested I do it when I wake up, and that way it will be less stressful, yeah. you know, because. This idea that you have to write in order to go to sleep. Sometimes I'll procrastinate going to bed because I don't feel like writing. Yeah. Um, but to me, that's not getting rid of the day if I write the next morning. And also, that's like the last thing I want to do when it's the first thing I wake up. Is, is rehash is, is, all your yeah. issues. <laughs> but, um, or what? I mean, honestly, most of it is just like I went to the – it's it's practically a list at this point. You yeah. Know? Um, but um, – Anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, no, I had when 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 I first when, when when my girlfriend who basically introduced me to the internet yeah. uh, a few years ago um, uh, showed me how to start a blog. You know, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll start a blog. So it was called Adam Adam Goldberg's Health Update, I think it was. Um, 
and it was just and I had now I have very I have a very uh, pathetic real few anemic is the word I have a very anemic social networking presence at the time I had zero I mean this yeah. was I didn't even you know have a Twitter actually Twitter had just started right so yep. in fact it's it's actually safe to say I was an early adopter of Twitter except for some reason I started it as GoGB um, GoGBerry and it was a Twitter account that just <laughs> what? listed I was going through a phase where I was taking because Goji was supposed to be really good for you yeah. so I was try I tried to uh, infuse pr- kind of everything I had with so I'd have like Goji berries I'd have Goji berry juice I'd have you know Goji <laughs> snacks and so anytime I had a, any intake of Goji I would update the Twitter account. <laughs> So your Twitter was GoGB. GoGB, I think it's. I mean, it still exists. I guess uh, I don't remember. It's amazing. And um, and what it, and and it was, it was exciting to me because it was like I had a blog, and the blog was a cross between. It was during the election, uh, the first Obama, you know, uh, McCain uh, uh, campaign season, and so it was a cross between tirades about McCain and 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 Palin. And just like how much diarrhea I had had that day, and <laughs> and then on the side I had like little music playing, yeah. um, which I think was some Antonio Carlos Jobim, like uh-huh. a little player installed, and yeah. then my Twitter account, which was GoGB, so you could see how much GoGB I was taking. Now you're asking yourself, why didn't this take off? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, did you notice a difference with GoGB? No, no, nothing like that has ever made a difference. I mean, I went to an urban, you know. Honestly, the, when I have felt the best of, is when I have stopped searching. I had a horrible, and I still do. I have, yeah. I have actual like compressed uh, um, uh, C4, C3 and C4 in my neck, right? Well, we Which have causes a lot in sh- common. shooting nerve pain into my shoulder, down yeah. in my hand. It's made playing music at times. Well, that's just it. When I was searching for the answer and I was playing music a lot, I was in an intense amount of pain. Once I stopped getting x-rayed, stopped going to physical therapist, stopped going to chiropractors. I made a whole record where I played every instrument and I never, now I was dizzy yeah, and anxious, palpitations, <laughs> felt sick, was Fuck rife man. with self-loathing, yeah. but my shoulder didn't hurt. And I'm drum. I mean, in drumming and guitar, I mean, yeah. the worst things for this thing other than yeah. tennis, um, which I also stopped playing. But, um, <laughs> But there's a guy who wrote a book called Healing Back Pain or the Mind-Body Connection, Sarno, Dr. Sarno. And his whole theory – well, he became really a psychologist. I mean and he's kind of an ideologue, so you have to take his stuff with a grain of salt. He's basically converted from chiropractic to Freudian psychology. And his – he believes that that, – you know – He's, he's a, why is it now that we're in more pain than we've ever been in our entire life, in the, in the history of humanity? Yeah. In other words, if, if, how is it that suddenly now everyone has horrible back pain and horrible shoulder pain and horrible neck pain? And fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. And, yeah. One of the li- first line of uh, one of my songs is, is, uh, is, is fibromyalgia. I was always afraid that people were going to think it was like, an, <laughs> like, a, like a bear commercial, you know? Because um, it kind of sa- like it, it sounds like it could be one of those where they hire like an indie guy to do a jingle. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, um, so <laughs> fuck, we are a mess, dude. <laughs> we should be in a hospital doing this. <laughs> I was gonna say a hospice. Um, <laughs> oh fuck. So wait, so where, where was I? Um, your pain, uh, you, oh, you right, right, right. So Sarno to... says, so, so you get to the end of this book and you're like, okay, great. Oh, so his, so his theory is, is it's because it was sort of with the advent of, I mean, it's kind of the, the way people could argue, uh, you know, that the pharmaceutical industry <laughs> creates issues yeah. that you, that didn't exist before. I think yeah. that there's a healthy dose of both. I think that they both, I'm not 
anti or pro. I mean, I think that they, um, I think it's good that, that there are things for people who have, you know, um, what could be constitutionally crippling, uh, psychological disorders. But anyway, the point is, um, (laughs) the point is, I love that there are people who are tuning into this podcast who are like, I just want to know about (laughs) fucking dazed and confused, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I kind of forgot that this was a podcast. No, no, this is helping me. I don't give a shit what right. anybody thinks. I fucking love talking about this shit. <laughs> okay. It makes me feel better. No, I know. I think we're both going to feel better. I mean, I've took a lot of pills since you got here, so I already we feel better. Said, we both said when we were emailing and we found out that each of us had you know vertigo, mm-hmm. I was like, I feel so sorry that you have this, but I'm so happy that so you stoked. have this. No, it's such a... Who else could you email and fuck a phone? Nobody, nobody understands. Nobody gets it. It's so and specific. I have, I have friends who will like, because I'm very open about vertigo, having yeah. vertigo. So I'll have friends who will like, you know, call me and say, I woke up and I was feeling kind of dizzy this morning. What do I do? And I'm just like, just, <laughs> right. just deal with it. There's yeah. nothing you can do nothing for it. Nothing you can do. And but they're like, yeah, I know vertigo because I was I I was lightheaded that one morning. Right, right. No, I'm sometimes like, when you... I get up after sitting down for a while, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's like you fucking cannot see straight. You can't. You cannot find a point. The room of focus. literally looks like it's spinning. That's right. I mean, the, and it's a cute, the cute variety, and then and then and then the pervasive one in my case anyway is that I am on a kayak at all fucking times. You feel like you're on a specifically a kayak. <laughs> not a not a zodiac no, boat or no, right not a ship i but a, yeah but a i kayak. usually i mean people how long does this microphone extend i feel like i'm that's I, I got i got the long one i know i feel like i'm like mel brooks on high anxiety like where are you from sir <clears throat> cincinnati you know, love I, that big red machine i love high anxiety i've never seen vertigo though i've never honest to god have you never seen Vertigo? Dude, I this is the honest God truth. I've never seen a Hitchcock movie. Okay, we got to talk. I'm pacing now. <laughs> you are. That's what's great about That's this That's good. Tape. You're like Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't want to do this to your mic. Well, I'll do it here. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drop the mic. Okay, no, I've so, never seen a Hitchcock movie. Um, I'm such and a... I don't know how it's happened. You know, it's things like that happen. I never saw... I've never, I've never seen... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll admit something. I've never seen I've never seen a, 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 a Kurosawa film from beginning to end. Oh, that's tough, though. <laughs> I mean, but that's like for me because I'm a big I'm a, I'm a, I'm a You're I'm guy. a suit yeah and I'm a but that makes me officially a pseudo cinephile and a blowhard, <laughs> a pretentious prick, a fucking poser. That you can't see everything though. I'm I just never got into the jet the. Like you know, I saw a lot of Swedish movies. I saw you know, I I, I saw a lot of French movies, and 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 I I, I just I had a hard time. Um, and Ozu, like another one, you yeah. know, it's like I just. What's your favorite movie of all time? Of all you, time, you know, that's hard to pick. It I is know, hard. But. Well, let's see. Look at the walls. Are any help there? Um, my favorite movie of all time. I mean, look. I mean, I can kind of go by genre. Like Double Indemnity is like one of my my favorite. Yeah. Film, you know, that's if, if you film noir of all, of all time. Actually, yeah. that and, and this movie called Scarlet Street, which was sort of more like a B movie that yeah. Fritz Lang did with Edward G. Robinson. Um, and then um, I, it's like you got, you got to go by genre. You know, I'm a huge David Lynch fan. Yeah, you know? me too. Um, so, 
It's highway a mood, pops it's up. It's a mood for me. Like, yeah. It's like asking what your favorite band is. It's like if I'm depressed, you know. But seminal I, movies as a kid, I could tell, you know, like Stardust Memories kind of blew open my mind. Now, Stardust Memories is Woody Allen's version of Fellini's Eight and a Half. And yeah. It's very referential to that movie. And, yeah. And, and kind of replicates the opening sequence or whatever. Yeah. But those are, you know, and, and even before I was like in the movie business or whatever, I always liked self-referential things, you know, movies that refer to themselves, that yeah. always, which, which are often the things that people hate the most. And often, actually, I do too. But, um, but certain, you know, like people making films about themselves or the fact that they're making a piece of art was always, were those were always the kinds of things that, 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 um, I mean, dude, I liked – when I was a kid, I liked Henry Jaglum. You liked what? Henry Jaglum. Do you know Henry Jaglum? I don't even know what that is. Henry – people hate, hate Henry – I mean, they think he is the – Is he a director? He's a director. He's a writer-director. I mean, you know, very liberally would be referred to as – I mean, in a very liberal usage of this term was referred to as like the West Coast Woody Allen. But like, not really. <laughs> yeah. Cassavetes ish, you know. Yeah. It, you know, he basic. But I had heard when I was a teenager that he had made a movie called Always. Now Spielberg later made a movie called Always. Oh yeah, yeah. different movie about him and his ex-wife, where he cast his ex-wife, and it was an ex-wife to another relationship. And I just thought that was like the fucking coolest thing in the sure. world. Yeah. And sure enough, I mean, I guess not by coincidence, the first movie I ever made or directed or you know wrote and directed was this film called Scotch and Milk. Yeah. And it was a you know, it was a very introspective, uh, you know, kind of, you know, heavy in the sort of art film department movie. Yeah. You know, about me and, 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 and having split up with this woman and I couldn't find the woman. And so I just hired the woman who it was based on. And <laughs> yeah. so and then interestingly, where were our production offices? And I swear this ended up being a fucking coincidence. Henry yeah. Jagham's we were renting no shit. Henry Jagham's production office. So I remember having a like a meeting with like a sit down with him. And I was like, I'm talking to now. Really? You have to understand he had put out a, a movie like a you see you've seen billboards for his movies because he owned like a billboard on Sunset. He did the movie like um he actually started out doing kind of art, mo like real art movies, like Tracks with Dennis Hopper, which was like a really early, you know, P movie about a guy with PTSD from Vietnam. Yeah. Um, he was good friend. He was kind of like a Bogdanovich guy. He was right. he befriended Orson Welles, and so he yeah. had done a lot of interviews with with Orson Welles, um, and and they sort of interacted a lot. Uh, eating. He did a lot of movies about women. You know, yeah. can't you bake a cherry pie? Blah blah blah. Um, but his films are generally considered like skin crawling to right. most people. Um, skin crawlingly, like just like uh, like awkward, like you're where you're like embarrassed to exist while you're watching them. And, and you love them. And I, as a kid, <laughs> and as a young adult, yeah, they seem really brave to me. Yeah. Like just super fucking brave. Yeah. You know, I mean, I you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. A bit like really solipsistic. I mean, and like, and he had this, he has this kind of weird aesthetic, you know, with like, you know, sort of like kind of the way Bogdanovich does with like, you know, kind of a tan kind of flak jacket with a collar up and, yeah. you know, and a kind of a hat. And he's, I love it. He's got some kind of beautiful woman who's too young and it's, yeah, it makes you feel uncomfortable, but he's working shit out with her. <laughs> he's trying to understand her. You know, he's probably got vertigo too. Oh, I'm sure he's. Uh, no, he probably doesn't. You know, I think he's. I'm so fucking. Oh, I just assume everyone I meet doesn't have it. If I'm having, if 
I mean, we were. I I did your movie recently, and I just assumed that you were a normally. I know that's normal functioning person. What's funny about that is I was thinking about that after our email exchange the other night, and I was like, so you. I actually thought about that. I was like, so that day you thought, hey, look at that guy. That yes. Guy, because it was actually a scene where I had been very nervous about shooting because I had to play music, and in real that was life, a big I, scene. There were a lot of people involved. A lot of people there. It's like outside. It's it's hot. It's whatever. And I'm also acting in it. And I'm and and and, and in this case, I was performing uh, music. So yeah. like take after take of, yeah. of of exerting myself. All 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 you know. All these components are things which make me anxious. And in real life, I can't play music live. The funnier thing is. is Doing that, well, it actually makes more sense. It wasn't a real audience. I was wasn't that nervous <laughs> doing that, but but uh, but yeah, really stressed out. Not nearly enough time to shoot this stuff, and um, yes, of course, internally dying a slow death. But you probably, but but I was. This is the thing about anxiety. We I recommended this book to you, uh, uh, Scott Stossel's new book on anxiety. My age of anxiety, and how a big part of it is the ability. To cut, I had no. I was surprised to hear this from you. In a way, not. I mean, I knew you were dark, <laughs> okay, but yeah. I didn't necessarily know. Like, spe- like, I mean, I would no way would I have known specifically that it was you bad too when you. we were shooting. I, I. Re- oh Jesus! You should have told because I would have been. I would have given you some pills. <laughs> I would have like made no, a nice I, shady place for you. It was. It was weird because I had just. The night before, because we shot on the weekend, we, yeah. you, you uh, wrote and directed and acted in a movie right. called the, No Way Jose. That's right. Is the working title right now? That's Probably title. title. That's a title. And um, you asked me to be in it, and yeah. I was so stoked. And it was then it was that thing of immediately like, oh god, I hope I don't fucking wake up with vertigo right, right. and ruin the movie. Right. Um, and I had also the night before. You would work till like four in the morning. On or Community. Two in the morning. I did an episode of Community, which airs. Tomorrow. Oh yes, All right, I got to see that. And Gillian is in. Uh, Gillian's in the movie as well. Is in, in my, my, yeah. But I remember they have crazy hours, and I, I worked till till about one or two in the morning, and then I had like a, a five. I had a really early call time because I had to get put in clown makeup, and so I was just like, no. And I thought because of that, I was like, wow, that is one. Fu-. He's like, he's got one iron constitution. That no, motherfucker. I was like, I would. I was dealing with the anxiety that night after doing community of like, should I just stay up all night? Because my biggest fear when I book a gig, I don't know if this is the same for you. The night before, I'm terrified. No, of course. Because I'm like, if I wake up tomorrow with the the BPV yeah. version of Vertigo where the room is physically well, yeah. spinning, well, I'm, then you're, then I'm you're, done for the day. You're fucked. That fucks your whole day up. And it's never happened. It's never stopped me from working. Right. But it's my biggest fear. Right. I've never not gone to work because of this, but I have rarely not. Actually, I should say in the last. Should I say this? Yes. <laughs> or do, you don't have to if you. I don't know. It's just, it's, it is weird because it is something you hide from everybody at work. It's just weird. But I, in the last three years, I have not. I've had nary a day where there's where where I haven't had at least at one point during the day some version of what we're talking about. Yeah. And, oh, um, me too. I, I tell yeah. people. No, I thought I couldn't do my movie. I mean, I thought I thought <laughs> I have not made a written and directed a movie, let alone starred in a movie, let alone been in a scene in every scene of a movie. Yeah. Um. Since since things have taken a turn for the more acute. <laughs> <laughs> In like um, ten years, so I don't fucking know. Yeah, I 
it's and there were days I just thought I'm not going to be able to get I'm not going to be able to direct talk like maybe I could get through the acting part but I won't be able to speak to anybody and show them where to put the camera like talk to the actors yeah you know luckily most of them were friends but some weren't like some like I mean I don't didn't know Gillian you know yeah. um very we well basically all. all met because of Vine. Yeah, well, the Gillian, I mean, the, the you you and Gillian being part of the film was a total, was just a Vine connection. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd met Gillian years ago, but that wasn't why. I, I so we saw her at that, at that uh, thing we did at, yeah. uh, what was that, at Cinefamily. The Vine thing at Cine... Yeah, but like, so I went to work that morning, and once I get up and I realize, oh, I'm going to make it through the day, I'm a lot better. I'll still have vertigo and just be like, You oh. don't get that thing around, like, when you came over today, like, you needed a snack, I needed a snack. That's a food thing, though, for me. Yeah, like but a, to me, it's like, I don't know. It's like a fine... There's a point in the day yeah. <laughs> where it just start, it like it's... It ha- but maybe you're right. Maybe it is a food thing. No, for me, it's morning and, and night. Mostly morning, but like at night, I start to get anxious about going to bed because I'm afraid I'll wake up the next morning with vertigo. Right. Well, I'm afraid that I won't be able to sleep because it's like... If I, yeah. When I start on a gig... When I get that call time, yeah, <laughs> texted to me or whatever, it's literally like someone saying "fuck you," deal with this. Fuck you, you fucking you, you peon piece of shit. Um, I don't care anything. I don't. I don't give a shit how. I don't give it. You're not a human being. Um, which is crazy because it's just like it's work, and and they don't know that, and they're just a nice. It's crazy. Second yeah. AD, but when they say. 5.30 a.m. What they're saying is is you are going to have the worst fucking day of your life because I will not sleep the night before because yeah. of the anxiety, like you say, yeah. of not being able to sleep, which then induces horrible anxiety and dizziness. So it's just a it's a, it's a self-perpetuating <laughs> hellscape. It really is self-perpetuating. But the alternative it's, is, is, is taking out a, you know, a second mortgage. It's the snake eating its own tail. It's a never-ending... And then when you do have the moments of I, – I, I've suffered with vertigo for 25 years, but it's usually – I'm, uh, I'm functional. But there are the days when it's the room is spinning and I am out for the whole day. And those days cause me the most anxiety, you know, like – I had a Saturday. Because you have a bad, a bad day, then you have – Two weeks of being afraid. Yes, you're, you're recovering have... from it. Yeah, that's right. No, you're 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 everything you do is then tentative. You know, it's, it's... <laughs> I, I, I'm going to get a hold, hold on. A second. Yeah. Well, I'll pause it just to recap. We took a break. I'm... Adam and I talked off mic for about another 20 minutes. We had a yeah. whole other podcast. Worth you were it. just saying that's Private Ryan's when this, this shit really started. Yeah. Um, well, right before that, I'd started to feel uh, a tingling on the back of my head. And my, a good friend of mine whose cousin had a brain tumor said, yeah, that's what she used to feel. And I said, well, oh, great, because I'm getting on a plane in five fucking days. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Um, so I go there and I'm pretty much convinced the whole time I'm doing something for Ryan, a brain tumor. Um, there's a picture of me. There's a shot. I don't know if you remember this, but there's a shot where, um, we've come across the wrong private Ryan. Who's, yep. who's that actor? Um, he's on castle. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, uh, Fillion, Nathan. Right. Yeah. I never put that together though. Like I, I'll, there'll be guys in Saving Private Ryan. I was like, oh, I think yeah. well, that guy's fifty thousand times more famous than I am now. He's huge now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, Paul Giamatti's in that movie. 
There's a lot of fucking people in that movie, a lot of dude. People in the movie. Well, it was a big war. So, um, <laughs> so there's there's a shot where it's it pans across all of us, you know, yeah. you know, very deliberately. Everyone has this reaction to like this kid weeping who's not Private Ryan or whatever. And I did this thing where I put my when it came to me, I put my head on my helmet and adjusted it. But that was to keep my head from shaking because oh, I dude. was having such bad anxiety about having to stay still. Yeah. And then when they did the I mean, now, I'm pretty sure it's just a still from the movie because I don't remember doing a photo shoot for this. When they distributed the press shots, my press shot from that movie is me with my hand on my helmet. Ugh. So I, and it's kind of a nice, like, looks kind of tough and old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just trying to keep my head from shaking. Do you, and before, I'm going to bring this up so I don't forget about it, but you mentioned, does anyone else feel the ground moving? I know, I get this thing. And it's it's been fairly recent in the past few years. If I fly, mm-hmm. um, I will for about the next you know ten hours after a yeah. flight, I feel like I'm still on the plane. Yeah, of course. Uh, you that, get that? I I've had that since I was a kid, and my theory is is that that is a constitutional, organic issue that probably you and I have. <laughs> so, like, which is some people are much more sensitive. To motion, that doesn't mean that you're motion sick or you can't be on a plane or whatever. But I, I used to, sense. I used to, but, but pre anxiety, I remember thinking like, oh, this is kind of funny because I got off a plane, I'm on a plane and I'm going to sleep, and it, and it reminded me of like fun vacations with my parents or whatever <sighs> because okay. I would, you know, and I'd sleep in the, you know, I go to bed, and I was, it would sort of lull me off to sleep because I was on, felt like I was on a boat. Ugh. But then I started to get that sensation without ever having traveled. Like now, I just have that sensation if I lie down. Ugh. So I, some people just have really sensitive vestibular systems. And I told you in that book, I mean, you know, in the Scott Stossel's <laughs> book, there are people I think who are hardwired to, wired to feel more motion and sense and, and, and more noise in their body. I, that doesn't mean that other people aren't experiencing yeah. the same physical sensations, but they're not as tuned to them, you know? I once had a really rough flight to New York and to do this comedy festival and – the first time that was the first time it happened to me. I was staying at my friend Missy's apartment. And I just landed. I got to her place in Manhattan, and we we're s- sitting in their apartment, which was like in a high rise. We were up on like the fortieth floor of this mm-hmm. building, and it felt like you know if you're in a building and a truck drives by, you can feel the floor shake. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, you can feel shit really high up here. And they're like, What are you talking yeah, about? Exactly. I'm like. I can feel the the floor shake right. when something drives by. They're right. like, nothing is moving in this building. Right, but you may, but something probably was. It wasn't just that you were feeling that in your body. I mean, I get that where I have like these sort of vibrations or whatever. But like, I'm hyper aware of every yeah, single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because of the vertigo, I'm now I've become hyper aware of every single feeling oh, in I my know, body. I know. No, no. I mean, no. Seriously, I'll be like at a sushi bar, and I'll be like, "Is a sushi? Is some, it's like the sushi bar vibrating? Like, yeah, it's the refrigeration." And the, oh, like, okay. Um, do you get? Do you have it come on from visual cues too? Like, if there's a scene, at like a really like yeah, I can't wide sweeping shot yeah, in a movie, like yes. you'll you'll get dizzy from yeah. That. No, movies have gotten worse lately. I, I used to go see Flaming Lips shows like they were going out of style, which they're never going to because they never stop performing. They're great. Yeah. Um, but like I, I they were in town here, and there are buddies of mine, and 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 they were playing the night before I had to shoot this big scene on my film. Um, 
uh, at Griffith Park where I was going to play. You know, right. before, it was it was a ridiculously ambitious day. It was a day that was supposed to be two days, and it was now going to be one day. And I, it was early, and I have to perform music in it and all this stuff. But I was like, <laughs> but they're here, and I don't miss them when they're here, and I'm going to go. But now they're like Strobe Light Central, like oh, all Strobe heat Lights. Up. Fuck no. And so we are get we get like great seats because we're right up there in front, and like. It starts, and they're playing the theme from Halloween. It was Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I have to. I'm closing my fucking eyes. Yeah. I'm like enduring the show of these guys who you, I would go to their shows in the worst mood possible. And I would always say, you know, leave great. Yeah. and feel like light and happy and fulfilled. And I was like, we got to get the out of here and like plus i had to work the next day i'm like i'm i'm going and my ears are ringing i'm like the oh, visual God, stimuli is man. gonna f- totally fuck me up and i'm and, I, and i've just screwed over my entire movie because of it yeah anytime there's strobe lights at a concert my eyes are shut which well, is also a horrible thing for vertigo it is keeping your eyes shut keeping your eyes shut yeah you, that's you have not no that balance. doesn't help no you want to have some a point of focus you know that's why I was surprised. Like I see, like on your Instagram or whatever, it's like you. I was like, that's another thing. I was like, oh, that guy goes to still goes to shows. I was like, fuck, man, I can't go to shows anymore. But so how I can't even because that's another reason why playing live as yeah. a musician is horrible for me. Yeah. Because it, uh, if, if I play for more than a couple hours, mm-hmm. I I can't do it anymore because the. I have to use your plugs for sure, and I also don't like. I can't be. For the most part, in the audience, oh. it, it's a claustrophobia thing yeah, with pe- me. Yeah. So it's like I go to a lot of shows of my friends' bands where I can stand on the side of the stage. Oh, I had a terrible panic attack seeing my friends play. That was worse. Actually, I had left before they went on, um, and I was like, "Sorry, uh, you know, I had to go." F- <laughs> the goldfish was, uh, you know, I forgot to feed the the. I. That's another reason why I like going to shit alone is so I can fucking leave. Right. 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 I mean, it sounds like Roxanne's pretty, pretty down with what you've got, yeah, <laughs> and she, very understanding. She thinks it's fucking, Do we need to leave Adam? She thinks yeah. it's fucking hot. She actually thinks it's a. She finds it erotic. I gotta find a girl that's into that. She's <laughs> not into it. <laughs> I gotta find she's a girl very, that she's very, very understanding. I person. remember. I mean, I, you know, for the first ten years of my panic disorder and stuff, I kept it secret. Like nobody knew. Oof. I thought I was dying. I didn't tell anybody. And, uh, Hey, and then one day I was at dinner with like a girlfriend and I, we were in the middle of a restaurant. I can never be in the middle. That's always yeah, like, I like a wall. I like, like a wall a wall near an exit is yeah. ideal. Yeah. And we were sitting in the middle of this restaurant and I started to have a panic attack and I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. And she's like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? And so we get in the car and she was laying into me. She's like, what oh. the fuck is wrong with you? And then I just started crying. Oh, yeah, of course. And I let it all out. She's like, the whole time we've been dating, you've had this? And I'm like, yep. She's like, why the fuck wouldn't you tell? And she was totally cool about it. She's like, why wouldn't you fucking tell me? That's... That I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine concealing. No, I mean, I remember... Like, I remember... The first morning I was with the next girlfriend, I had spent the night, the, fr- the first night we'd gotten together, and I was like, do you have an ice pack? Because I always, like, would wake up with these fucking headaches, and I was like, you know, so she woke up next to this guy for the first time with an ice pack on his head. Um, so I was like, so, you know, it's like, I gotta really lay it all out there, you know, on the outside. I think people kind of know what they're getting into, but, you know, maybe, I'm now, maybe I'm not. so fucking, oh, I love talking about it on podcasts. I love just... 
I put it fucking out there. I'm like, just so no. you know, I'm fucking yeah. out of my mind. Yeah, you know, I think I, th- I, th- I think it's it's definitely much healthier. It's like anything else, you know. It's like anything else you suppress and and or you're ashamed of or, or or whatever, you know. I mean, that's why this guy again, going back to Scott. This is really a podcast about Scott Stossel's uh, yeah. book. <laughs> I'm like such a fucking fanboy. <laughs> I am too. I, I'm only one chapter into the book, and yeah. I'm already, oh, already like, like this yeah. guy knows speaking my language, baby. Yep. But he um, he talks. You know, it's, it was a big deal for him to write this book because he's an editor. You know, at at the Economist. You know, he's he's got like a real in the Atlantic, right? The Atlantic, the Atlantic, yeah. the Atlantic, the Atlantic. And he's a real. You know, he's got like he's a real position of. He's got a real job. You he's know, a fucking and working dude, right? And like that's that's that's. It was brave, you know. I, think. I also that I'm thankful. I'm in. The line of work that I do in that it allows me to like be a fucking weirdo because I I couldn't be in a a nine to five job. I know, but I think about that and I have to say like I don't know though because I feel like it's kind of the worst job for for people like this because it just encourages it. Well, there's just so much expect. Well, there's an expectation to perform, obviously, yeah, and so you know, I mean, even people who don't have this have performance anxiety. But, but you know, so I'll, sometimes I'll just think about all the money riding on the day. Oh, you know, and like I'm if obsessed I, with it. you know, and 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 uh, how I could single handedly completely fuck over this entire. I don't know. I hear stories about like I, I have friends in bands who will play for like you know twenty thousand people when they're they have the flu and like right, 102 right. fever i'm right. like what i would immediately wake up and be like we're right. canceling this no, show i know that to me is insane i mean i've then again i've gone to work sicker than i ever thought i could handle i mean i mean sometimes the fear is much worse than the actual the actuality other times i find that it's actually just as bad as you thought it would be but the good news is you thought it would be bad so at least it's not necessarily exceeding those fears i've found a lot of times Getting legitimately sick, like a cold yeah. or the flu or something, gets rid of my symptoms because it gives me something else to focus yeah, on. Yeah, I find that it exacerbates them. Really? Yeah. Well, I've always never, I've always been an anxious person. I've been, a, <laughs> I've never been. A, <laughs> cold. We have to start some kind of. <laughs> well, daily also or anything weekly. that's like uh, like sinus related or inner ear related is only going to exacerbate that part of your your your, your vestibular system. Yeah. So colds and sinus issues, which I get, you know, I get, I have terrible sinuses. So me too. Make it. Uh, <laughs> me too. I do. I know you do. I have horrible sinus yeah. problems. Yeah. No, I'm I, supposed. To, I'm supposed to get this surgery for 20 years. I've been. I cancel it once a year. Same here. I I went to the doctor. Probably like a year or two ago, uh, I was sick, and he's like, "Well, let's check your sinuses and look in your ear." He looked in my ear. He's like, "You got a lot of wax in your ear." He's like, "I'm gonna have someone come in and clean it out." Yeah. So I send a guy in, like a nurse or something. He comes in with a pot of water, Mm -hmm. and they just shoot it with a gun like into your ear that cleans out all the wax. And he he didn't use warm enough water. It was like really cold. Oh no! And the second it hit my ear, I was like slumping down in the chair and i'm like you gotta give me a minute i'm fucking really dizzy right now it made it so fucking bad that's how they induce the dizziness when they give you the ppv exam so you've basically had the ppv exam people are like what the fuck are these guys talking about (laughs) i yeah when i lowest rated (laughs) the first time i had like really bad vertigo we went to uh an ent and he was like we talked about this before we started recording edit these 
sometimes. <laughs> I, uh, but I love, I just love listening. I mean, that's the whole thing with my podcast is me just oh no, of bullshitting around with my friends. I, that's, no, I, I, I like that. I, I just, I just. But I went in to get an exam and he's like, well, you could have vertigo. And he's like, the bad thing is we don't know what causes it. Right. It can be so many different things. We can give you a test where we put water in your yeah. ear that will cause the vertigo. And I was like, no. Right. Which if I, you which, if you can't cure it, right. then don't even do no, this. No, exactly. I had that test. They were like, "Yes, you have BPV." I go, "Great. What do I do?" Oh, there's nothing you can do. It's like, "Oh, great. Well, thanks for the BPV uh, interlude. Thanks for uh, giving it to thanks me. Thanks for giving it to me for the night. And uh, terrific. <laughs> I mean, I still say that Adivan is as close to a panacea in a bottle as you could get. I'm gonna have to try that. I remember I, I got a prescription for um, Valium. I, yeah, I kind of abused Valium, it. Like, <laughs> I was yeah, like, kind of I abused. really loved Valium. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's not to love? I mean, it's, you know, what's It's right? like opium. It's. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just makes everything fine. It really Why does. It's want great. everything fine. I mean, I was afraid I was going to be a junkie a long time ago when, when, when I was still at a point where I wasn't super terrified <laughs> of all drugs. Yeah. But um, shh, quiet, 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 quiet. Shh, shh. Please leave all this stuff. In there. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, guy that's walked nice. by. A guy walked by on yeah, the street. Guy walked by. That's what guy I mean. exercising. Not even, not even just walking. Um, but um, I thought, oh, I have terrible stomach problems, and and uh, you know, and all this. I was like, hey, and, you know, from what I hear about heroin, it's like, yeah, sounds right up my alley. But no, I mean, honestly, you could do it with an Ativan. You'll be fine. You'll be. I mean, it's not. Nothing is good. It's better. I mean, because you know, you become reliant upon these things. I, I could mean, never do heroin because of the throwing up. That's why I wouldn't do it. Re- do you have a fear of throwing up? Oh, right. So that's the whole thing. Is that the whole thing that started my anxiety began with whatever it's called? He Scott Stossel calls it. it has a name for it. Yep. The book. And it's so fun to me. Funny to me because Terry Gross was interviewing him, and she's like, "I fear of." And I saw another interview with him. I fear of vomiting. That's that's just unusual. And I'm Terry thinking, Gross said that. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I know plenty so of people horrible. who are terrified of vomiting. Come on, Terry, get your it's, head in the game. It's fucking. Oh my god. All right, go to bed. Go to bed. You know what it is? They're hungry. Because it's five twenty. Do you, you want to feed them? Be... No, I don't want to feed them because they're running my life, <laughs> Sheriff. No, just because you're hungry doesn't mean you get to bark at a falling leaf. Sheriff. I think it was a car that drove up. Yeah, but I mean, literally, it could be anything. It could be a squirrel pissing. All right. Everybody go to bed. Love, love, go to bed. Um, All right, it's recording again. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know you also had the vomiting thing. I guess they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I had the vomiting thing for many years before I ever had... Well, that light doesn't work. My, the uh, crazy thing is I've... Maybe puked in my life four times. Well, that was that's the whole thing in Stossel's book is that he hasn't. I don't want to talk about it because I'm afraid I'm going to jinx it, which is funny because he, he keeps way. having to go on these. I'm literally like a Scott Stossel stalker, um, but he keeps you know he's on this book tour and he has to keep talking about the last time he vomited, which was 25 years ago. So how irrational! 25 it is. years for me. See, I'm not going to tell you. I was 18 because he has to keep going around telling people. To make a point, <laughs> but he's got to knock on wood every time he does it. No. I mean, I'm afraid, actually, no, because now I'm afraid I'm going to throw up tonight. Yeah, I am. We should drop it. We should just puke and get it uh, over no, with. No, I mean, that's. I, it's also. And, and by the way, when I finally got so sick that no matter how much I repressed it, you know, tried to suppress it, because you can suppress it when you have to, right? 
I don't even remember it's been that long. Oh, no. I mean, I've gotten sick enough where I have been on the verge of vomiting. I mean, for real. I mean, and I refuse (laughs) to vomit. And one time I finally just happened, but I did. My fear was realized. I did it wrong. What do you mean you did it wrong? It wasn't happening correctly. You puked wrong? I Yes. Because my fear was is that my suppression. Like you choked Basically, yeah. That would be so. My suppression urge had gotten so (laughs) toned. That it would, that it could. I almost don't want to know this because I'm afraid I'm yeah. going to get. Right. So I was like, oh, great. So now I'm going to pull a fucking Jimi Hendrix, except without having been Jimi Hendrix and while I'm awake and without any drugs. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I've puked, I think, four times in my life. And t- oh, well, two that's of when- them were from being drunk. The last two times I was drunk. Yeah. Well, that was the thing with. with and I, so I don't remember it. Drink- right, right, right. I know with drinking with me, I mean, I would do anything I could. I would stay up all night if I had to. Me too. I have a specific memory of being in San Diego on 4th of July when I was like 18 and being so drunk and my friend like passing out in the living room. And I literally sat up until like six in the morning until the sun came up. Yeah. Fighting the urge to puke. Oh, absolutely. No problem. I'll go later (laughs) than that if I have to. And the older I get, my fear is. Odds are I'm going to puke again in my life. Oh, right. So exactly. it's probably going to happen sooner than That's later. A, that, I, I did that game for 10 years. I was like, well, it's been a year. It's been two years. It's been three years. Well, now it's really going to. But it's then when happen. you pass a certain point, you're like, well, maybe I just don't do it. But again, my bigger fear is the being out of practice part. You think, oh, well, it's just a natural thing. Yeah. Your body will take care of itself. It yeah. doesn't work that way. Your no. psyche is, is a motherfucker. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to try and cut it off and choke on it. That's right. Me too. <laughs> if you uh, just came in on that though i'm gonna try and cut it off and choke on it yeah that's a whole other story you really missed out on a good first half of this pot no um oh, jesus christ dude frustration anxiety i oh but that's when the anxiety started was because that summer i had thrown up the summer prior to my anxiety i had thrown up twice in six months after having not thrown up since i was six and i was 12 and that's why I'm pretty sure that the it manifested itself as vomiting anxiety. But there was stuff going on, you know, who knows? And I, yeah, I don't know. Look, let's talk about something. We'll, uh, we'll, I, I tweeted for people to ask some questions. We'll see if we got Did they any. Respond? Oh, wait, I, let me, let me, I haven't, you know what I haven't done? So I haven't looked at my phone. And... Let's see. Does he still want to dance? That's uh, that's regards to um, right, Dazed, Dazed and, and Confused. confused. Is that your first movie? Well, I think I say, I say it's my first movie because it's it's a sort of more romantic way of of couching my career rather than saying Mr. Saturday Night was my first movie. Yeah, because I was largely cut out, and I think yeah. I go uh in it. Um, well, that's a legitimate claim then, saying that that's your first movie. I mean, it was a few months later, and it was like my first location movie, and I quit my day job after I came back from that movie, not because we made any money on it, obviously. Um, Did you guys shoot it in Texas? In Texas. But oh, because I just movie. thought, well, this is like the line in the sand where you're like now like a professional actor. Like I can't go back to the bookstore. Um, but then I would do things like do son-in-law, have one line, dress yeah. like an Indian at a costume party, be looped. Um, yeah. And <laughs> because I wasn't in town, I was in, yeah. in Portland actually uh, when they were looping that line and they're like, you want to come down for that? I'm like, no, no, no. I, I mean, you know, yeah. and I was like, oh, well, I'm totally incognito. So by the time Days and Confused comes out, it's like, it won't matter or whatever. And, yeah. Um, cause I needed a thousand bucks to pay uh, my rent. Yeah. And, um, 
But of course, to this day, people make fun of me for being in Son-in-Law. For what? For what? Well, I mean, they make fun of me for all sorts of reasons. But but for for being in, in that movie, Son-in-Law, as as an Indian. With Fuck it, man! I will do anything. I'm at a point right now where I'll fucking. I get it. I mean, when I was younger, I was like, I gotta have cred, man. I gotta do like seriously awesome shit. I'm like, I I just want to fucking buy a house. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll fucking do whatever. No, it takes. no, no. To me, it's it's um it's it's a, a, it's, it's, a, a job. Job. it's a fucking job. Of course, it's a job. Oh, this uh, this is I, I guess I mean, maybe this is when you fluttered your eyelids in that one scene, shot in Deja Vu. Was that acting or something in your eye? Is uh, that a I thing? was probably horrible anxiety. And thanks for making me feel bad about myself. Um, I can watch myself and stuff and know exactly how bad my anxiety and shit was when I shot it. Yeah, exactly. It's like snapshots of your anxiety. He could have been an inside Luan Davis. Why wasn't he? Well, because there's only one person that I could have been, and that other guy did it. Did you audition for that? No. I mean, I had auditioned for them before, so they knew who I was, and I believe I was about a decade too old to play that role. I have a question about um, a Beautiful Mind. Do, were, did they? Well, yeah, Steve, what, what is it? Did they intentionally cast you and Anthony? No. What happened was is they had cast me, and and I remember that that I was doing this TV show called The Street with with Jennifer Connelly, and mm-hmm. I had actually moved to New York to do this show, and it had gotten canceled. And she went off to go do Beautiful Mind, and I called my agents, and I said, you know, oh wow, Ron's casting this like really interesting movie, and I was obsessed with schizophrenia, and. Yeah was writing a script at the time about a guy who was maybe schizophrenic and I just thought the whole project sounded so interesting and I had done this movie at TV with Ron Howard and I thought Ron was just like the fucking greatest guy ever yeah. and um, and I said please look into it and they were like well they think the part's too small for you I was like just please I just yeah. you know there's no I sm- hate that small with part. my managers like but there's something Ron, it was really Ron good. Howard himself who was like I think it's too small a part oh. so I, <laughs> so I had to go in there and pitch me doing it to him basically so I pitched me being in it and why I thought it could be a good part and the yeah. ideas I had and whatever and uh and just wanted to be you know just wanted to uh you know just wanted to be on the team um just want to get off the bench and uh and then I remember getting a call, and then I remember being at an airport and talking to Ron on the phone about this beard I was going to have in it, which I ended up not having in it. Um, and he's like, "Oh, and you know, we can't cast this. Uh, we got some good cast. Got uh, Anthony Rapp, who was in Rent. I was like, yeah, he's in Days and Confused, which you were a big fan of. Um, and he's like, oh, that's right, you guys were in Days and Confused together. Yeah, all your scenes together. Yeah, right. So he, <laughs> I think subconsciously. Because he was a huge Dazed fan. Yeah. So, but he didn't consciously put that together. I was a huge Dazed fan, too. I That was like one of the... I think it's okay. No, come on. Do you really? Oh, I don't know. I have no concept of what of how that plays as a movie. All I... I mean... Was yeah. it fun shooting? It was totally fun. I was completely anxious. But... Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, I always I romanticize the Fun shit out of so it. Fun is so relative when you right, suffer from right. what we suffer from. <laughs> I, I, I romanticize the shit out of the experience, but the truth of it is, a lot of it was that like I was really like, it's so hot. I, my, I have terrible diarrhea. Um, but um, you know, <laughs> these guys are so much cooler than I am. You know, but um, I can't stop breaking out. Um, <laughs> But like no, I mean we all made friends like really fast, and like yeah. you know there were yeah there were crazy nights where we'd stay up all all night long, 
because we were on the night schedule. So if we weren't working, we would go wreak havoc in this hotel. We yeah. would just totally take it over. Yeah. Um, I remember I got chased by a security guard at one point. Uh, <laughs> we'd go shooting at like nine in the morning after staying up all night drinking, you yeah. know, go to like a shooting range or whatever. I mean, it was, it was, it was like the super condensed college experience that I never had, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, the whole thing, I was there for probably six weeks, I guess. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was like, and the night of the fight scene, it was like, that was like a life changer. And Nikki Cat and I, you know, sat, we're like basking in the afterglow of this, like, you know, this fight scene. And I was like, you know, I was just, you know, I was also like so, so into the, I was so into acting. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, which I'm not anymore. Yeah. And I, but I was so into acting. And, and I actually think I've become a much better actor since I've not been so into acting. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not the only person who thinks this. I don't think my performance is very good in that. And I don't think my performance. Really? Oh, that's no, I think crazy. my performance, unfortunately, gets better and better in movies that no one has seen or in TV shows, really, in guest spots because I stopped <laughs> caring so much. And I stopped getting. It makes getting, a difference. Yeah. And I stopped getting into the, the moment before so much. I was so into the prep. So it's like, I didn't have to prep to play some fucking neurotic kid who wants to punch somebody. But I was, I was like. Say you're really playing yourself no you're i know but i'm neurotic. like right but i'm but i'm i'm creating this biography like why is this guy in texas you know i'm why playing is he in texas? i'm playing cowgirls in the sand all night long i'm getting <laughs> drunk you know on the night of the shoot you know and it's like um but i didn't have to do any of that yeah i didn't have to do yeah. any of it and i see it all over the performance and and, you're young though yeah, and I was stoked. I was just excited. We all were. Everyone wanted to be in that movie. That was a movie to be in. That was yeah. like a really and 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 we all did think it was supposed to. We thought it would be bigger than it was because you remember it wasn't. Was it not a big movie? It wasn't. When it came out, it was it was Fuck. it was a sort of quasi notoriously botched release. You know, it was the first, it was the beginning of the mini major. So it was a negative pickup by Universal and Gramercy Pictures. I don't know if you remember them, but at that point they had done Four Weddings and a Funeral. And I think this was their second movie. They had just started. They were a subsidiary of Universal yeah. and that whole mini major thing had just started. And like, I thought we had, and I think we were doing really well per screen. I didn't know any, you know, about any of this shit at the time. But then I was like, wow, what's per screen average? And I'd look up, you know, and yeah, like people were seeing the movie and it was insanely well reviewed. It was like ridiculously well reviewed. Sure. Um, by today's Rotten Tomato standards, probably a 98%. Um, yeah. But it was, um, but it didn't. It had a, like a weird, qua, like kind of crappy pr- premiere-ish thing where I didn't have a seat um, <laughs> that K Rock put on. And I was like, the movie was starting, and I was like, like sitting on somebody's lap. Oh God damn it! And it's it always just, something. And it's the whole thing was, and you know, it was like, so we're in a, you know an occult movie and whatever. And it's just not that American Pie was at all the same kind of movie because it's not. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was a Universal Studio movie in a much more classic sense. But I just remember seeing that movie come out and how promoted it was and that kind of thing. And, but I mean, I mean, it, it's totally apples and oranges, but as, as a bitter, yeah. uh, you know, 20, already 23 year old yeah. by the time, you know, American pie came out or whatever. I was like, why didn't they do that for us? You know? Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, the point was, no, it felt like magic. That whole thing felt like this. It's it will always be this. I still magic. think it holds up. If if I run across it on cable, I'm like, it's still fucking. Yeah, people, yeah, people like it, right? It's and it's weird because it's the what's what's creepy and disturbing and upsetting is that the generation of people that are discovering it now weren't alive then. 
Like at the time, it was it was so the people that came up to me were thirty year olds going like, "Holy fuck, you totally captured." I was my- in high school. Yeah, then. you captured yeah. my childhood, man. I was like, "You're thirty, <laughs> yeah." Um, and um, <laughs> like, that's funny, man. God, it must be weird to see your your childhood on screen, old man. Um, and now I'm just that's an so, issue I have now is my age. I'm just so oh, I'm so it's old. I just turned forty five last week and it's. Yeah. Such a downer. No, I mean, no. I mean, we're in our 40s. Are you afraid of dying? Oh, I've been... Are you obsessed with death? Shit scared, paralyzed with fear since I can remember first having a thought about it. <laughs> I am too. Oh, I, I'm I not been... afraid of being dead. It's not an existential thing for me. I'm not afraid of being oh, dead. you're afraid of the act of dying? I'm afraid of the moment of my death. I, I obsess about it. Well, that moment is going to be horrifying. Unless, you know, you're Allen Ginsberg or whatever. You know, I read some beautiful things about his death. But then again, remember, he didn't write them. You know, that's yeah. what I always think. Like, people always write. I mean, people always write. He there's died. There's a book about his, his, about his dying. Or at least there's a chapter in a book. I can't people remember. People are which. always like, yeah, he died. Oh, he it was, was beautiful. He died in yeah. his sleep. I'm like, how do you fucking know? He may have been freaking the fuck out, you he know? He may have been he laying have, there alone. Yeah, he may have forgot his mantra. You don't know what happened. Um. But yeah, I'm afraid of the act no, of dying. I, I, no, yes, I don't want it to so that's hurt. That's all of this is about. All <laughs> I don't of this want it to hurt. Been talking about is the dying. I, the way that I had rationalized it for years, or I got myself through the night when I was in my fives and my sevens, my tens, my fifteens, my twenties, was that they would invent a cure for it by the time I was like our age. And I was convinced. They haven't. But can I say something? We're about like three generations away from living to a thousand. So the, how fucked up is that? <laughs> People are going to live a long time after us. to be us. a thousand. We're fucked, man. We just missed it. And the greater scheme, the greater <laughs> scope of, of the history of the universe, <laughs> we barely missed They're living to a thousand. They're going to have fucking robots that you can inject into your bloodstream yeah, that, ki- right. that kill cancer. I'm, that's right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that it's going to do much good if you get hit by a car or whatever, which is like, you know. Yeah, that's novel. that's where you're fucked. And that's why I never leave the house. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, that's why you've been here today for so long, right? You're oh, my God. You don't want to go home. I, I drove, you know, like 10 blocks to get here and <laughs> very slowly and carefully. <laughs> but I'm obsessed with death. I'll, I, go, I like to go to graveyards. I oh, like see, to, I, I, I so like to hang so you're out like goth. Gra- you're like goth obsessed with death. No, no, but I, I just like... I feel better when I'm like, all right, there's no big deal being here. I'll be dead and it'll be fine. Right, right. I, I, that's you're coming. That's a good, so you're confronting it. But I'm afraid of dying. Are I don't you want Adam to Harkin was one of the questions. Well, that makes no sense at all. Um, and then one is just a thumbs up with the guitar. You did. Uh, did you do boot or a peace camp? sign? Did you do boot camp for Private Ryan? Yeah, we did. We did. We didn't do it as long as we were scheduled to do it because we we all started complaining. Except really? For, except for Hanks, who was like, "You guys are pussies." Um, but yeah, we were like, "We're gonna get sick. We're getting sick. I have a fever." And we, you know, because we began shooting uh, two days after we got <laughs> out. We like fever. we went home from boot camp, slept, and got on a plane, went to Ireland, and then started shooting the next day. And I was like, "I'm going to be sick when we start shooting." Where did you do boot camp? Like within eye shot, basically of the production office. But um, it was it was in the field. We we the the whole most of the movie was shot on an old airfield in outside of London. I yeah. forgot the name of the town now, but an old um, army, like an old uh, air force base. Yeah. And so there were some, you know, just out and there was like a bunch of you know. Uh, 
wilderness, basically outside of the, you know, a ways away from a mile or so from the production office. And, um, and where, and actually where we shot the movie yeah. and, uh, and everything was built. And so we, um, yeah, so we bivouacked out there. It was horrible, right? Oh, I had to oh, go horrible, through that horrible, shit horrible. for military school. Like, well, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you. Oh, did I had that. no choice. I mean, four or five days of that, I, I, just, I couldn't believe what was happening to my body. It's crazy. I actually dry heaved. I didn't. I went into the. I, I dry heaved in the forest. I was like, this, I go. I guess, and I was. Dry so, heaved in I the was forest. so tired and fucked up. I was like, I don't get. I actually kind of stopped caring. I was like, I need to throw up. I need to throw these rations up and like start over. And I go into the forest and I'm like, and I, and I, I'm, and I start crying and I'm, I, everybody was a fucking, I mean, should have seen Sizemore. Yeah. Um, it's not fun, man. But, uh, and just dry heaving. I was like, oh, that didn't work. Um, you get in such good shape though. If you do that for a long time, I thought I was going to be okay. Me and Giovanni, who were already friends before that, yeah. were, we were doing boxing training. Now, granted, we only did it for about three or four weeks before the shoot, but we're like, we're going to be in better shape than any It's smart. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, cause I think it's rigorous. It's relentless. You don't, you know, and we were going to that place above the three clubs. Um, lucky, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of a well, yeah, you know it's like a somewhat. I think you know. It's Is that Freddie Roach's gym? No, I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, our guy was this, you know this really sweet Irish guy, and uh, <laughs> and he. Uh, but you know you don't stop for an hour. You go off the you go off the treadmill. You go into the ring. You're off the ring out of the body bag from the body bag into you know the speed bag from the speed bag into <laughs> sit ups and you don't stop and then it's an hour and it was like I never ever exercised like that in my life and I was like I'm going to be in insane shape. First morning boot camp, ding ding ding, or the fuck he does, Dale die. <laughs> Four thirty in the morning, basically we're sleeping on rocks Ugh. and uh, get up and we just start running. And now you know how you kind of have to know how far you're going to run so you can kind of. But we don't. Yep. It doesn't tell us. We're just running. And at a certain point, I can't breathe anymore. And Captain Dive's just like going, go. He he goes, take little breaths like this. Go, <laughs> exhale like that, <laughs> and then and then breathe in like that. I'm like, I go, <laughs> I'm like okay. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. So I'm not actually the first to go. I think Sizemore is, and then um, Giovanni and I, ironically. <laughs> And Hanks was a fucking machine. He could be a Santa treadmill for four hours. That's crazy. Yeah. Ugh, dude. I, yeah, it was. I, I do also kind of have the, I, I wish that I, because I'm in such bad shape now that I wish someone would hire me and like a, you know, a movie and to pay, like and pay me to, to have a trainer. You say that, but. I know I would be miserable. You, yeah. Um. So people, it's amazing that, Twitter followers I'm getting because people think I, I, I created this fucking show that I did. The Goldbergs? Create. Yeah, I mean, it's just, can we, yeah. Can well, we, when that shit was announced, because I'm friends with Jeff Garland, and I was like, oh, I know Adam Goldberg. Right, right. No, I mean, no, I mean, this, I just did this, this, this show uh, for, with Jim Gaffigan, and he's like, yeah, when we were talking about doing your, uh, casting your role and your name was brought up, I was like, well, you know, Jim said, he's like, uh, no, 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 he's not available. He's, uh, he's got that show. And if that isn't fucking proof that that's confusion in the goddamn marketplace, I don't yeah. know what is. Yeah. Now, the guy legally has to use his middle initial because yeah. of uh, – Because of you. Because we're both in the Writers Guild. But <laughs> um, but he named the kid in the show Adam Goldberg. And I said when this happened, I go, "That's it's confusing because I'm not the world's most famous person. But of the Adam Goldbergs, I am the most famous. Yeah. Yes. I do love your tweets about it though. You, why you tweet, why the Goldbergs couldn't be my show? You tweet yeah. about – 
Yeah, I almost did one yesterday, but I, 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 I because it's the night it airs, so that's when I tend to get the influx of. Uh, yep. Let's see, the last one is why the Goldbergs couldn't be my show number fifty nine. Agoraphobic teenager watching Bergman movies. Tough sell at network. Um, <laughs> Are you agoraphobic too? You gotta be. Oh yeah, yeah sure. I was. I had it so bad. Um, I didn't leave my house once for four, three or four months. Jesus. Like I wouldn't leave. I was so I was having like panic attacks regularly. Like yeah, I would usually have them, you know, once a week or something. And I was working on a reality TV show, and that's when they got really bad. And I just I quit my job, but I didn't say I'm quitting. I got up in the middle of a panic attack and left, and just never went back. Holy shit! And like the next day, they're like. Are you coming back? Hello? Where? And I just stopped answering my phone. <laughs> it's so office space. And I stayed. It was just like that. And I just <laughs> stayed in my apartment for like four months. And then, uh, you know, if I'd have to get food, I'd leave in the middle of the night and I'd go to like 7-Eleven. Wow. No, that's hard. That's, that's, yeah, I have to say that's worse than I've had. And that, that's I mean, there's what, definitely days where I won't, you know. That's when I went on antidepressants. With yeah. Because so did you have luck with them? Yeah. So were you the kind of guy where it worked for a while and then it just kind of stops? No, it's, I mean, as far as the agoraphobic aspect of it, I've never had a problem leaving because the antidepressants really work. Really? Well, but I it? still feel like I'll still get tense and anxious. Yeah. Well, I just think of, I mean, I don't I think of agoraphobia just being as a, a byproduct of, 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 of having a, f a fear that you're going to have an anxiety attack somewhere. That's what it was for me. Uh -huh. I stopped having the anxiety attacks, like the proper ones of like, I think I'm dying. Like, that shit went away. I still okay. get, like, weird manifestations of them, though. Right. We should talk probably about our anxiety a little. Have we touched on that? I don't know. <laughs> We've touched on a lot of shit. I know we did a lot of movie talk and a lot of... Uh... A, a lot of fucking dizziness talk. Yeah. Vertigo. So you don't get dizzy when you're doing stand-up? Because, because, like, I have been on stage... Because, like, you know, we talked about this before, like, how you can be mm -hmm. the, in the worst shape of your life and then be on stage and, or, or performing in some capacity. And, and, and it can just be – it's as though, you know, it just can be totally eradicated, just totally diffused. Yeah. But See, other times still, I literally am like, oh, wow, I'm <laughs> – I'm still anxious. And now I'm in a perform – now I'm performing. I mean, it happens – It's usually – it's usually fine once I get on stage. It's – my worst anxiety is leading up to it. Yeah. And then my worst depression is afterwards. Like, cause I'll leave a show right. and then be like, see, I was just fine for that right. 20 minutes. And then I get really sad. Have you I'm ever like, thought about just doing stand up all the time? Yes. I was like, I should go on the road. But then I, that's the other thing. The, you know, the, the catch 22 is I'm like, what if I agree to do? Right. A weekend of shows in Indianapolis, right? And I fly there and I get vertigo, right? I, I'm fucked. Out of it. I should. I'll try out of it. I mean, I could hook your shit up right now. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I should. Yeah. I'm functional. It, we it, could switch shrinks and see if that works. I'm only seeing somebody for meds right now. Oh yeah, psychopharmacologist yeah. mainly, or yeah. And that, I'm not that into that because it's like every three months when my prescription runs out. Right, I, right, right, right. I, I pay, you know, almost $200 to go in for 15 minutes and right, have them right. go, how are you, doing? How are you feeling? No, okay. Are you having weird reactions to the pills? No. All right. All right. 
Right. Pay me. Here's a. Oh, that was the thing when I was taking. What was the last thing I was taking? But again, it didn't seem to help with my anxiety. It. I don't think it helped with my migraines, which is what it was supposed to help me with. But it made me so constipated. Really. And they said that was a potential byproduct. I've never uh, had that. Problem. Dehydration and constipation. Well, right. I thought, okay, great. I have IBS. This will be good. They actually prescribe it for people with IBS in very small doses <laughs> because it helped. Because when I was working my way up, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. My IBS feels fantastic. If IBS can feel fantastic, it felt fantastic. <laughs> um, and But things were like getting nice and kind of regular like a normal human. And then um, and then I went but, – but I was like, yeah, but I still have horrible anxiety and terrible headaches. So yeah. let's up your dose. Oh, Ludlow just farted. Just horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible. Dog Ludlow, farts. Geez. Dog farts are bummers. Especially his. And if he ate those – did you say are bummers? Yeah, they're total bummers. They're total downers, oh, man. God, it's horrible, Ludlow. Anyway – point is got really constipated um i can tell you a hemorrhoid story that uh, happened at work that eh, i don't know that's, we, that's pretty i think brutal. we should do like either a podcast or something where we talk about or maybe like you're saying like a five minute a day you could help maybe really make because you know my my little health blog never took off i did uh, a thing a couple years ago um you know Michael Ian Black, mm-hmm. him and he's, uh, on the show. he's on the pilot. I just did. yeah, him and uh, this other actor Josh Molina, yeah, um, who's on West Wing and he, he's done a bunch of Sorkin stuff. The two of them were really good friends, still are, but they were they were doing a series of video correspondence that they would post on YouTube, and they called it the Sad Sad Conversation. <laughs> it'd be like Mike Black from his hotel room right. going, I had a. It was not a great he show. Really sad. Now I just met him and worked with him. He, he, he seems he seems he's all right. Seems fine. Yeah, I think he's fine. But it was just him bitching about being on the road and stuff. Right, and right. then you know Josh talking about not working at the moment. Yeah. And then I just jumped in and started corresponding. And then there were like there was like ten of ten actors all who were, weren't working at the moment. It was like me and those two guys and Martha Plimpton and like a bunch of people just bitching <laughs> and it was so therapeutic yeah i can't even tell you yeah 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 uh, i think it's still on youtube if you just look up sad sad conversation <laughs> look at that um yeah and then, and then everyone start out. i mean i you know i thought about starting a podcast i mean look at your rig i mean i could handle that you know you i mean I, I got a little studio downstairs and yeah but i don't know <laughs> i think it would just be it would just be this like you're this is like an episode for you maybe a couple well did you i don't know if he still does it but did you ever what do you do how do you how how do you so you do this and what i give this to my there i'm part of a there's a collective uh of podcasts that this thing called feral audio right i saw that feralaudio.com and uh my friend dustin produces it he does most of the audio recording we usually do it at this place in burbank Mm -hmm. and he Fucking! I just record and give it to him, uh-huh. and he takes care of and they, it. And you, you put it on iTunes, and, and yeah, I, th- I, yeah. I think the Weird Al one is going up today. But um, oh shit! Um, yeah, it's it's easy <laughs> for me. I just record and right. give it to him, or I go and do it with him. And do you feel when? Like, how often do you do them? Ideally, once a week. It's usually Wednesdays, uh-huh. but I hate asking people to do it. Because uh-huh. podcasts are so common now that right. I just assume all my friends are like, another fucking podcast? All right. Huh. 
So it's, it's. I mean, I I get it. I think it's a. I think it's a cool. I think it's cool, man. I think it's like. It's a, I mean, it's just so direct, you know. You could do one. We could do one together, and Dustin would host it on his site. Yeah. No problem. And we could do it as frequently or infrequently. What about a uh, monthly? Is public access television? Does that still exist? I don't think that's a thing anymore. I'd like to do a public access television show. Do you remember Colin Sleazy Friends? Yeah. It was like this guy, Colin Malone, and uh, yeah. and he would interview porn stars. That right. was on that was on public access. Uh, I had this idea of like, because you know, I have this garage down there, which is mainly rehearsal studio, but I also record in there. Yeah. And I thought about doing a talk show where about like an agoraphobic, uh, not about, but like where I'd be agoraphobic and I don't ever have the guests come inside. So it's just me at a desk yeah. and all the guests are, are you know, are video Skype or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that like, I have like an Ed McMahon, but he's, he was, he's my friend, Aaron, who works at a, at a, uh, <laughs> at a, at a recording studio. He's a musician and a, and a producer yeah. and it would just cut to him going, <laughs> <laughs> and that would be my sidekick. You should do it. Um, but I think there was just, it was just like one of those things where I was drinking and then, and then having that car. Cause now, as I say it, as it, as it leaves my lips, and what and I say I this thinking? to you, I start to realize that that's just a terrible, terrible idea. I think it's. I, I can't commit to Dadaism that, you know what I mean? Like I can be Dada. That's why Vine is, was fun because I could be Dada for six seconds at a time. But I Your can't. Your Vines, by the way, were commit. so fucking good. Vine is dead, though, my friend. It, it kind of is, yeah. No, it's not. Actually, the people that were that 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 were doing the kinds of Vines that we were doing got. Those people are still there and they're doing good. Like I think Vine, the quality of Vine is actually it's much better. I mean people got really, really good at it. They've added some functions too. Yeah, well, that's true too. But in terms of just it, it, it I mean for me, it just – it's you know it, it was fun because it was like this – we were like – there was like 11 of us doing it. Like what is this? This is crazy. Yeah. You know, what, what is this weird like you know being on the on the, on the, um, on the sort of uh, – at the genesis of, of this yeah. whole – uh, kind of social network was kind of exciting, but being buried among uh, the masses of of uh, barely clad young boys is how I've spent my life. I don't need to then, you know what I mean. Comments are what did it well, into me were when they when they, they, they introduced revining, where you could right. I just remember that first day. I just spent like an hour just deleting people's comments who didn't weren't following me right, and, I know. and didn't know that revine was a thing now. And all of a sudden I'm showing up in their feed right. and people just an hour of just, yeah. this guy isn't funny. Fuck no. this guy. You're no, a fucking asshole. I was like, I'm done. No, I know. And then I would respond. And I did, I did, you know what, you know, I did a vine where I responded to some guy saying that mine were, it was a vine. It was like a kind of a clever one too. It wasn't, <laughs> it was like kind of a cool one where, uh, I don't know what whatever I wake up from a dream my head hits the couch but it's the point of view of the glass of like I shoot through glass so the it looks whatever yeah the point of view of the couch it was my face hits it or something like that and it there was and somebody wrote your vines are douchey, douchey. and I and I thought you could say douchey. you could say pretentious you could say not funny even when they're not supposed to be you could say annoying I don't understand your relative popularity I mean I, I'd be preferable if you didn't have to voice any of these um, <laughs> but. Um, but douchey. I was like, it's my mind. No, there are guys who had douchey, like you know, Chris D'Elia. Like I would think he, you know, that was a guy who made a point of making what I would think. I don't think he would take offense to that, right? 
as being, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like, know, doing vines that are yeah, giving scoot- people a hard time. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, that's what he does. He's, that's his thing. He's a comedian, yeah. Right. So I I made a vine the next day, which is just me crying. Yeah, and then I remember. I, right, and I said, um, because so-and-so, and I mentioned the guy's name because that was when you began to be able to tag. Um, yep. And, you know, because so-and-so said I made a douchey vine or whatever. Well, I mean, people just fucking went to town on this Ugh. guy. Oh, yeah. They went to town yeah. on him. They went on to his vine and called every one of his vines douchey, started saying horrible things about his kids. Ugh. And I went on his vine. And then a guy got into an argument with me on mine saying, like, you're just – you. what a power play, you blah, blah, blah. And then I got into an argument with him saying, like, look, no, man. I'm just saying, like, comments aren't in a vacuum. I didn't start – people aren't following me because I'm Adam Goldberg actor. Most people don't know I'm Adam Goldberg actor, and most people don't even know who Adam Goldberg actor is anyway. Yeah. I built a genuine following based on making these vines. I started the same way everybody else did. At the time, I had more followers than 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 Tyra Banks until Vine became huge. Yeah. You know, we had more followers than gigantic, huge stars because yeah. we were using it, you know, whatever, because Vine hadn't become what it be, uh, you know, uh, Twitter yet. And so – so you you know you're using this platform in order to to squash this. So I was I, at once arguing with this guy who said what I did was like the most evil thing ever, and at the other time and on the other on, on the other on the flip side, going on to the guy who had offended me's vine and saying I'm so sorry, yeah. this is not what I this was not the intention. Yeah. I eventually did delete that vine anyway. He can't I, win. No, I mean it's 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 uh, I'm uh, I'm retired. <laughs> I'm retired, but it was it was it was it was fun while it lasted. It was, it was, you know. I mean, and and uh, it was weird, you know. I mean, I did more interviews for yeah unsolicited, you know. I don't, you know, I haven't had a publicist in years, and uh, I did more interviews about Vine in the in that in those like really early stages than I had done for any movie that I can remember in the, yeah. in the last few years or TV show or whatever. Um, Jesus, it's dark. Yeah, we've it's done... Uh, I usually do these an hour. We've done like... How, what, do we, what do we clock? Take a guess. I don't know, two and a half hours. No, we did an hour and a half. That doesn't count the times we paused it right, and then right, talked for another... Like it could be two and a half hours. That's we've probably been here for two and a half hours, but yeah, I think we nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we nailed it. We'll have to do this again because I feel like we just touched the iceberg. On I think our we issues. should do it on video, though. Yeah, but they have—does that exist? They're video podcasts. What are, what are those called? Video casts? I don't know. <laughs> video a, podcasts. What's a vlog? A video blog. Okay. Uh, we'll figure it out. We should do something. Do you ever though. feel like you're going to vlog? Do you have a fear of vlogging? <laughs> I have a fear that I I'm going to vlog into my own throat. <laughs> I know, I'm going to vlog at any minute. Um, All right. Um, well, dude, thank you so much for doing kidding? this. Thank you. This for... is going to be hilarious. I'm I'm interested to see what people think because I we I, talked about our mental issues, yeah. most of the time, which I which is what I wanted to do. Well, people I would assume that listen to you are going to be people that are going to be. Oh, fake. they know. They know that I'm right out right. of my fucking. I mind. think that what's going to bother them is how much time I spent talking. No, I don't think so at all. No, I. I talked too much. No, you, honest to God, you didn't. All right. Um, we'll see, though. I'm going to drop it. Drop the mic. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Well, there you have it, everybody. Thank you for listening, and I really want to thank Adam Goldberg most of all. Uh, what a guy. I hope he's feeling better wherever he is right now. <laughs>
<laughs> right now. Um, if you feel like it, uh, you can donate to the podcast on uh, the link on my page at the Feral Audio site. And uh, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, there is also a link. Go through that to get to Amazon and buy whatever you want. I get a small kickback from that at no additional cost to you. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Tune into future episodes. I love you. Goodbye. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. 